Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Joining me on the line from New Orleans, Stephanie Oswald, reporter for WGNO and a longtime uh, industry professional. She and I were former co-workers at CNN. And Stephanie, welcome to Weekend Mornings. Thanks for having me, Glenn. Yeah, and Steph, unfortunately, we have to talk uh, about a topic that isn't uh, a whole lot of fun today, and that is uh, New Orleans has been uh, now kind of listed as one of the epicenters for COVID-19. You've been covering this story now for weeks for WGNO there in New Orleans. Uh, What is the latest that you have on COVID-19 there in the Big Easy? Well, I can tell you the atmosphere here is that people are taking it very seriously. Uh, If you turn on the news, you're constantly getting an update from the governor, an update from various hospitals. We've had over 100 deaths and more than 3,000 cases statewide. And I think originally people were really thinking, oh, this is kind of blown out of proportion. People weren't taking it as seriously as they should have been. But now, in the last, I would say in the last, just this week in particular, people have really realized that this is something they need to, they need to change their lifestyles. And people in New Orleans are staying home. I mean, if you walk around the French Quarter, which, I mean, everything in New Orleans is about connection and people being together and partying and being happy. And this completely goes against the grain of the culture here in New Orleans. But people are realizing that that's just what has to happen in order to save lives. Yeah, Steph, have have there been any mandatory sort of uh, stay-at-home type notices, you know, people have to stay off the streets at certain times or certain places, or has that not happened yet? So there is a stay-at-home order, but it's not, the police aren't out in the street mandating it. So basically they're saying if you don't have anything essential to take care of, then you need to stay home. So people who work in the hospitals are able to work. Journalists like myself were able to work. It's still legal they're, they're not out there policing it. So people are still able to go to the grocery store. They're able to go to the pharmacy. They're able to go to the bank. Um, businesses are still open. Restaurants are still open with takeout orders. And there has been a huge push to get people to support the local economy because everyone's worried about the local economy and the fact that we all need to put our money where our mouth is and make sure that we don't destroy our local economy yeah. with the fact that people are stuck staying at home. You know what I mean? Yes. We're on with Stephanie Oswald, reporter for WGNO in New Orleans, uh, talking about the, the situation there for the COVID-19. And Stephanie, is there any good uh, uh, estimate about the number of cases there? Any indication of, of how much testing is going on? Some of those kind of more hard numbers uh, that we've been looking at around the world. Well, we have seen, so they just started drive-through testing in New Orleans this week. Uh-huh. And I personally know of several people who have had, have been part of the drive-through testing. I think this is a really, uh, people are just going to continue to get tested. They are encouraging anyone who's in the health care profession to go and get tested if they have any kind of symptoms. But overall, people are really what we're seeing is in the community, people are coming together and saying, okay, what can we do to make a difference? And we're seeing people trying to come up with, uh, I mean, I know you you and I had talked about some of the good news that's come out of this story. Yeah. And 
I will tell you, I did a story about these two women who the very first day that, that our city started the, the lockdown, the fact that schools were closed you know, two weeks ago, our kids are not going to probably go back to school at all. And this, there's one woman who, uh, she worked for a medical company and she united with another woman who had contacts with people who had a lot of material. So they have been creating masks. And then another woman who knows people in the dental industry, she has been trying to track down companies like nail salons and dental offices and any place that would have masks or gloves. And they have been kind of gathering this material and then bringing it to hospitals. So there has been a lot of good Samaritan work going on in the city and people are really, you know, that's been a positive side of this. Tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's great to hear. And of course, New Orleans is no, uh, no stranger to, you know, major incidents when we think back to Hurricane Katrina uh, so many years ago and how the city had to really pull together during those difficult times. This, however, is a, is a crisis of a different nature, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, I was not here for Katrina, but everyone keeps saying, you know, this is America's Katrina. This is where uh, everyone in the United States and all over the world, really, it's a global Katrina where everyone is having to face the fact that, wow, we have to deal with this pandemic. It's very scary and people have to change the way that they are living. And I will tell you, I mean, from the school perspective, People are very worried about it, but because everyone's in the same boat, it's as if everyone's just kind of waiting to see how this all plays out. And we hope that the students, I mean, parents are having to homeschool their kids, and it's different from Katrina because during Katrina, people could still get together. People could still, you could have a classroom you could get together with your friends. You could have church. I mean, I, one of the stories I did for WGNO, the ABC affiliate here where I work, was, about, was an interview with a priest who talked about the fact that this is not Katrina because during Katrina, we could all get together and we could be uh, part of the community. Sure. And now we cannot. So, yeah, you can still stream a mass or a yoga session or a meditation over Internet, but it's not the same as all being together. And during Katrina, people could still get together. So this, this is a different beast. It's a, definitely a different beast. Yeah. Stephanie, do you get a sense from the health officials you're talking to there, and based on what you've seen already happening around the rest of the U.S. and the world, that the, the health care system in New Orleans is going to be able to cope um, with what will you know, eventually or likely be a spike in cases? Well, I will tell you, Glenn, the way – it's hard for me to say because I'm not in the medical – field, but what I have heard from people who are in the medical field is that we do need, I mean, we need way more ventilators than we have. We need a lot more material than we have, and it's not coming fast enough. So there's definitely a lot of fear about that. And the fact that they have told people, you know, don't, you know, you need to protect yourself because we need the hospitals to be available for the elderly and those who cannot fight this virus as, you know, with as much strength as, as you have if you're a healthy young person. So I, I think it, it's a really scary time for everyone in New Orleans. And the fact that also what's different here, and I know every place in the United States thinks that, you know, everyone has their different personality, but for, for New Orleans, our entire culture is based on welcoming people from all over the world. And mm. just 
going up there. I mean, you don't, you see your neighbor, whether it's your neighbor or your friend you haven't seen in 20 years, you greet them with a hug. And yeah. it's just, you know, we are a very welcoming community. And for people to have to practice social distancing, and it's a very, it's a very challenging time. Challenging yeah. time. And, the, and the mayor here even said, she said, you know, this is, it goes against every, every uh, bone in our body to be, to, to separate from each other because we are we right now this is the season when we are all getting together for crawfish boils and music festivals and it's so much and the fact that Mardi Gras just happened and a, a lot of the media is saying that the reason New Orleans is such a petri dish for this virus is that we just had this amazing Mardi Gras season so that's that's a hard thing for us to swallow as New Orleanians because that's a great season for us. It's a very happy season. It's it's a time when we all get together, and it's so positive, and it makes us unique. It's, it's part of our our fabric. It's what makes us. Um, it gives us uh, something that other places in the world don't have. And now to have that kind of turn against us and create a very dangerous situation for the people who live here. It's it's a hard thing to accept. All right. Thanks to Stephanie Oswald, reporter at WGNO in New Orleans. And Stephanie, we certainly hope the best for you and for all the good people of the Big Easy and, and hoping that uh, this goes better than we than we uh, think it might. Uh, but all the best. And we look forward to talking with you again in the future. Thank you, Glenn. And uh, good luck to everyone in Singapore as well. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.